4: One, two. Three. and get this stuff with my dad. He's okay. But they don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. I wish he'd stay off Twitter. I don't care. I don't care it is. Well, either way.
2: Give you America itself this is Ed McMahon, and now he is Armstrong and Getty I have important
1: breaking news this is breaking just, news this is just across the wire this is exciting everybody Dennis Rodman said he approves of Donald Trump's overture to North Korea Wow wow. Dennis Rodman is now on the record. He is in approval. So the foreign policy establishment is lining up behind Trump. It would appear so. Live from Studio C. I see, senor. A dimly lit room where deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. And today, on a Friday, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. In this corner, weighing 275 pounds, wearing the inevitable blue blazer and red tie, Donald J. Trump, the president of the United States. In the Communist scorer, weighing in three hundred and ten pounds, with the Mo Howard from the Three Stooges haircut and his people in the crush of his
2: dictating fist, Kim Jong Un.
1: You know, it is Trump. He likes a big show. Maybe they do it Madison Square Garden. Oh yeah, that'd be great. They talk, but they do it in the middle of a boxing ring. A lot of that sort of bob and weave around each other with their translators trying to keep up. It's a pay per view profit deal. If you want to watch it, you can. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> Everybody stays at the Trump Hotel in D.C. It's an emolument. We're assuming, of course, that you heard the news yesterday afternoon that Trump uh, quite suddenly said, sure, I'll meet with the uh, little fathead. All right. Let's in, get together in person. Let's do it. Yep. When and where? To be determined. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, huh? um, probably right there on the border. Panmunjom, the let's get it on at Panmunjom. That's what I'm hearing it called. My my short version uh, reaction is, uh, why not? Why the hell not? But of course, the anti-Trump world has gone crazy. Right, right. We what? can't have diplomacy. With what an awful decision it was. I, I, I really wish I could go to a parallel universe where Barack Obama was making the same move so I could hear how people would react if that were the case. But whatever. We'll talk about that more later with smart people, hopefully in that parallel universe am i really handsome boy what a build up that'll be when that's on the date on right. the calendar yeah. holy cow yep Miralago. you think the little fathead would come to the golf cl- golf club i don't imagine they have a lot of really posh golf clubs in north korea pie diplomacy <laughs> could be trump gets him all uh, teaches him to play golf he looks like a guy who enjoys a meal oh and a pie so uh yeah, yeah. You get him all fatted up on sweets and get him to agree something the next morning, he thinks, oh, my God, what have I done? Um, Let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael?
3: Uh, Pretty, pretty good. Um, It would be funny if Trump took him to Panda Express inside the Trump Tower. They just sat down and had meatloaf. Panda Express. (laughs) I
1: love this American food.
3: (laughs) And there's meatloaf and Gary Busey at the table as well, and it would just be... Entertaining, you know.
1: The fact that I read it on um, the Associated Press that Dennis Rodman has announced he approves of the meeting is, is just, I don't know what that tells you. you. You almost have to have him on the periphery of the thing. He's got to be involved in it because UN knows him. He's a bud. At least have Rodman come and greet him. He trusts him, probably. R-r-r-r- well, yeah, I don't know. The guy's, you know, everybody likes to portray him as a crazy man, but he understands what Dennis Rodman is. <laughs> Does he? Look at these
2: guys. <laughs> Look at him.
1: Oh, yeah. By the way, uh, coming up later on the show, a, a, a tragic, a melancholy tale of a person who probably doesn't quite understand who she is in the modern world. Hearts were broken stay with us. Yeah, we'll, we'll let the cat out of the bag on that in a bit. There's a Positive Sean whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean?
5: Doing very well. Uh, I was uh, uh, littered with, with tons of listener responses to more yeah, no accusations. Um, and I want to make an appeal to the uh, to the fine uh, heads of the Armstrong and Getty court, that being both Armstrong and Getty, with this uh, interesting response that somebody jumped in the conversation with. Um, yeah, no Y-A-N-O is really Yeah, no, Y-E-A-H, K-N-O-W, in short, a colloquialism for yes, I know. And yeah. I, no. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Right. No. Yeah. Yes. I know. I agree with you. Is is kind of what it is shorthand for. So I'm saying this just because I want to be crystal clear that I don't care if people say yeah. No. <laughs> well, stop yeah, telling you know, that's, me about it. the problem. It doesn't that's f- the problem. Matter.
1: The soft. <laughs> the soft heads don't know the difference between. You know what I'd like to do. Oh, there's one. Well, huh? oh, yeah, no. uh, yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why you almost did, you did it people, again. You almost did it again. I, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Yes. Yes, I did. Uh, well, we have to uh, just stop it. Stop it. So here's what happened, Sean. Our big event we did last night that was sold out. You know, as I mentioned yesterday, we had a a surprise uh, that we couldn't say on the air. Well, Crystal, which who was portrayed as the villain from The Bachelor, she was our guest on stage last night at this uh, at this bar we were at, mm-hmm. and she is like one of the biggest stars to come out of this season's The right. Bachelor, right? And, uh, for what that's worth. For what that's worth, and it, it ended up with her not happy. We don't think um, she may be coming on the air later this morning uh, at nine o'clock. Well, we know she wasn't happy. We don't know why she wasn't happy. Well, she was bitterly unhappy, humiliated, yeah. angry at the people who set it up. Yeah. So, oh. uh, and I did most hmm. of the questioning. I'm not exactly sure um, uh, where
5: we went wrong, but she. Uh, All right. I'm starting to develop a theory. Okay. <laughs> Well first of all she is the villains on the shows quote unquote she the was villains very on nice. the shows tend to be very dramatic and that's where a well, lot of their kind of villainous tendencies come from <laughs>
1: well, a DQ if you will Well, drama we'll, we'll get into it later cuz yeah. there's there's a lot I learned last night about uh, about that whole thing but yeah 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 it was uh, it was an unfortunate unfortunate turn for the worse we all learned a lot talking to crystal from the <laughs> bachelor jack <laughs> Uh, Well, I hope she comes on at 9 o'clock so she can explain herself and explain how somebody have wronged her. There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing very well. You know, I
4: take this very serious. My semi-annual duty as Armstrong and Getty's newsman to remind you, it's time for a time change. This weekend, we're going to spring forward Sunday morning as daylight saving time returns for
1: most of us. So for whatever reason, I'm incapable of understanding this. So when I get up in the morning... On Sunday, yes. At my at if I get up at my normal time, am I going to be more tired or less tired? You're going
4: to be more well, tired.
1: Your normal time on the clock. Yes, you will be very tired. Yes. An hour's worth of tired. Yes, mm. two a.m. You're, because- you're going to be in bed. It's three o'clock. Suddenly, it's four o'clock. But I you st- have not slept. a I, wink. St- I still can't grasp it. Is well, it going? It's going to need be, a guide dog. It's going to be light later. Is that right? Yes. It'll stay light later. That is yes. correct. That's what we're doing, that whole thing. Yeah. Yep. Okay, well, everybody's in favor of that. That's the one we wanted to just leave it that way. How's yeah. that can affect the movement of those turkeys that have been menacing you, Marshall? That's what I'm concerned about.
4: I, I too, am concerned about it because they have been on the prowl yet again. I am going to try well, and track some this weekend.
1: We have a terrifying turkey
5: tail yes. uh, in mailbag in a oh, moment or two, right. stay with us. Yeah. i am Jack- picturing Marshall with his, his ear to the concrete trying to track the turkeys? <laughs> <They're over laughs> the I'm
1: Jack family. Armstrong. Yeah. He's Joe Getty on this. Friday, March 9th, the year 2018. We're setting you straight in 21-8. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, let's begin the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. He's my friend for life. I don't
4: care
5: what you guys think about him. I don't give a around the world think about him, but he's my friend. And you saw it on the pictures. He's my friend.
4: There you go. People
1: around the world. People around the world. It is kinda It is kinda interesting <laughs> that you got three people and they've never been in a room together alone, but Trump and Rodman are friends because Rodman was on his show a whole bunch of times. And and Rodman and the leader of North Korea are friends. Yes. Right. So I mean and just, I, how I hear, is he the pivot man for the two world leaders? I hear where you're going. If it turns out that Kim Jong un perhaps has even uttered the phrase, you know, Dennis says he's actually a really nice guy, Trump is behind the scenes. Have. If it turns out that Dennis J. Rodman is in any way somehow the linchpin of peace coming to the Korean Peninsula, I will live every second that remains of my life laughing and chuckling and (laughs) delighted with the world. No matter what tragedies happen, it will not diminish my delight with the world. It is possible that at some point Dennis Rodman said to him, Ah, nah, Trump's just an act. He talks that way, but he's, he's he's not like that in real life at all. It's quite possible that he said that, which would have been tremendous intel... For the North Korean people, right? Yes, Dennis. Wow, that's wild. You may have unintentionally Brought peace in our time. Look at Dennis these guys look at him. Right, that he's going to be at the negotiations. <laughs> if like they, they reach an impasse, he's going to loom over them, yelling, "Look at these guys! They can't <laughs> come to a look at them." People around the world want an agreement. People, people around the world, and Trump, on and the God, world. they'll go back to the table and say, "Dennis is right. We need to keep at this." Rod will say, "Look at him. he don't want war." He'll say to both of them, "I'm <laughs> afraid say- he wants war." He don't want war. He don't want war. All
4: right, Marshall, what's coming up up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Peace on the peninsula, as we've been saying. At what age do you start looking old? And Stormy does 60 Minutes. Coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Oh, Stormy Daniels
1: is going to be on 60 Minutes. Please stop with that. (laughs) I I tell you what, I watched some MSNBC this morning, and they are 100%, 100% convinced that Trump only did this North Korea thing to get Stormy Daniels off the front page. That's the only reason that this is happening. That is the single stupidest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. They're 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 all in on that theory. So how does mailbag look? Well, it's very good. Turkey terror, as mentioned before. Also commentary on the social justice warriors who we played yesterday late in the show, we should probably reset early, going crazy over the idea that on average men are taller than women. Because that is that is Nazi talk. I met one of the stars of The Bachelor. I now understand that show a lot better than I did before, having talked to her. That's for certain. Uh, Man, we got a lot of news to cover today. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: Armstrong and Getty.
2: The conscience of Of, of the nation.
1: Oh, man, what a news day. Okay, here's, here's, we got a lot to pack in, but I mentioned right before we went to break that MSNBC this morning, I flipped on and everybody was talking with certainty. I mean, it's obvious that Trump made this North Korea announcement to get Stormy Daniels off the front page. Here's the trouble with that dumb, dumb theory. And it is dumb, dumb. (laughs) There's been a negative Trump story on the front page of the newspaper every day since he announced he was running for president in the summer of 2015. Um, so anytime he ever does anything, you could make the claim that it's to get blank off the front page. Right. The fact that Carter Page just resigned or John Kelly's under pressure or I- I- the first time Stormy Daniels emerged or the second or the third time. I mean, so it's just ridiculous. Well, yeah, that is really some good analysis, some solid analysis. I'm not sure we need to go there. I think the, the, the proof that that's not the case is that nobody cares about Stormy Daniels, even a little. Nobody could. Please, oh. But how the whole thing went down with Trump? Poor choice this, of words. Back to you. With Trump making this decision is pretty interesting. If it's a accurate reporting, <clears throat> so we'll get into that a little bit later. All right. It's very Trumpian, which I, I have no problem with whatsoever. Mailbag coming up in a moment or two. First, though, it's time to take a fond look back at the week that was. It's cow clips of the week.
3: And like everyone in this room, and everyone watching at home, we are dreamers.
2: I've been saying whatever the hell I want for 30 years,
5: and I'm doing great. You know things are bad when a 29-year-old with no experience, who works directly for the President of the United States, thinks, I gotta get out of this dead-end job. Do you think I should
4: cooperate? Should I spend eighty hours going over my emails, Jake? If it were me, I would.
2: Sometimes sometimes life and special prosecutors are not fair. Talking to you, I have smelled alcohol on your breath.
4: From U.S. businesses to the federal government to state and local governments, we are under cyber attack.
3: Flippy is a brand new burger flipping robot now cooking at a chain called Cali Burger.
2: Is she as high-maintenance as she appears at first, second, and 35th glance?
4: How dare you?
2: His comments were so consistent with this racist distraction.
4: How dare you? Said Trump,
2: fake nudes.
4: Mika, I will, I'll hope as you conjure an image of that, I'll try to just urge you not to
1: throw up in your mouth. How dare you? We, we did have a big event at a bar last night, and um, there were a number of people yelling out, "How dare you shout out at <laughs> everybody who's there?" It's very funny. Yeah. By the way, that that clip of the woman there saying he was a needle D from The Bachelor—that's the that's the woman we had on stage last night. And yeah. how and what happened will shock you. So stay tuned. Yeah, yeah. Mailbag. Here's a nice note from Tim. So's your old man. Is this topic? Dear and I disagree with the emailer who accused Joe of being a habitual name caller, who actually wrote back to apologize. He said he came off too harsh, which always happens, but that's okay. I don't, I seriously don't mind. In fact, Joe is one of the great insult comics of the modern era. Once after reading one of my stupid, stupid emails, he said, and I quote, You know, Tim, I'd really like to kick you in the prostate. How well, you know. <laughs> well, wouldn't you know, I've been having some issues down there, as the ladies say. So I went to the doc and discovered that my big old pros was almost totally blocking my urethra. However, I can now happily report that after undergoing a figurative kick in the gonads with a surgical laser, I am now peeing like a racehorse. Well, thank you for that update, Tim. All <laughs> thanks to Joe's razor-sharp wit and prescient timing. Sticks and stones, right, Joe? You're mor- moron and more, Tim. <laughs> Tim, thank you. Great note. Moron funny. and more. Glad, <laughs> glad to hear your feeling better brother and uh and again urinating like a you know a competitive equestrian how big is a prostate supposed to be like a grape or plum plum that's what they say kind of a medium plum how big is a plum i got plum trees about but- the same size as a prostate <laughs> Is that begging the question? Back to me. <laughs> that's Th- that's al- almost, Sean. Yeah, in a way, yeah. That's like when you look up a word in the dictionary and it's, uh, you know. Right, yeah. What's famously mean? The, you know, the, the adverb of famous. Then you look up famous, the short version of famously. Or something. Right. <laughs> you are killing me, writes Eric in Los Altos, California. First time, long time. Been listening uh, for 14 years. Dedicated listener. Rarely missed hearing a show, either live via the podcast. I'm begging you to stop talking about child molestation, rape, and gun control. Maybe I'm the only listener who's had enough, but I've had to blah, blah, blah. You've had Trump-free days. Maybe it's time for a few days free from those three horrendous topics. I agree with you, Eric. Too much. What were they? Child molestation, rape, and gun control. Today, very little of that. Yeah, uh, hmm. well... Uh, generally, when we're talking about it, it is an attempt to work towards some sort of solution, as opposed to just a daily grinding going through the motions of beating up on Trump or something. Right? Yeah, I get it, but you know, yeah, but I too you know, much effing perspective. No, I, I, I understand, yeah. man. We we last night at the event, there was a kid stood up. He was a he he was at a school, one of the famous school shootings. And had some things to say on the topic. And it, it was it was powerful. It was. It was indeed. A couple of quick notes about Sean's dating life. Uh, number one, here's a wolf blanket uh, sent along by uh, somebody or other. And it's a picture of Wolf Blitzer in front of the moon on a blanket. You, you employ that blanket, you will never, ever be laid by anyone, straight or gay. And uh, Sean is using the wrong pickup line. Marshall has steered him wrong. It's not the nutritious trout, you ought to say, that you have for a girl. You got to say this instead.
4: I caught you a delicious bass.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Say again? (laughs) I caught you a delicious bass. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like one Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> ah, from the cinematic classic. Uh, <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite. Well, we're out of time already. We've got lots of great mailbag. Maybe we'll do some bonus in a little bit. <laughs> do you ever take that delicious bass off any sweet jumps? <laughs> 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 I'll bet you I can throw a football over those mountains. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. Come on now. <laughs> so, man, the news flow is something. How it all went down in the White House. Yesterday, It's so Trump, and it makes the media so mad. Stay tuned for all of it. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Text line is 415-295-KFTC. Good point made on the text line that if peace comes to the Korean Peninsula, peace price has got to go to Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman gets the Nobel Peace Prize, and then he gets to make a speech, and that will be the greatest day of my life. That's right. Sorry, kids, your birth's very exciting. Honey, our wedding day, gratifying. But Dennis Rod's, Rodman's speech, perfect. Let's get the news open now. Open
3: the door. Open the door. That's it.
1: Exactly. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. <laughs> well,
4: a meeting is in the works between President Trump and North Korean leader Kim Jong-un. The White House says Trump accepted an invitation to meet with Kim at a place in time to be determined. The plans were announced by the South Korean National Security Director in a hastily arranged appearance on a White House driveway yesterday.
0: I told President Trump that in our meeting... North Korean leader Kim Jong-un said he is committed to denuclearization.
1: So that dude was in the White House and he's bumping around the West Wing because he's supposed to meet with Trump today. And Trump heard that the guy was there and he said hey bring him by. I want to ask him what it was like meeting with Lil' Kim. So the guy comes into Trump's office and uh, starts talking to Trump. Trump's asking questions. He says yeah uh, Fathead wants to meet with you and and, and is all about trying to denuclearize. Trump said do it. Let's do it. Let's announce we're going to meet. I'm all for it. Head sounds out to like, the driveway. Sounds like a great idea. <laughs> now of course the uh the the, the, the people that run Washington DC that crowd, Oh, you can't do that. You need to lay the groundwork, and there have to be months of preliminary talks at uh, lower levels. Why? Why do you have to do it that way? Well, that's way? the way it's done. That's why. What What's going to happen if the guy at the top just says, yeah, I'll meet with them," and then they go meet? What's, I don't understand what the huge risk is, what the huge downside is. You know what is a huge risk? Continuing down the track we've been on for the last 30 years, right. which is inevitable war with North Korea. Right. Secretary of State Rex
4: Tillerson, who's traveling in Africa, said Trump made the move because it appears Kim has changed his posture dramatically. I think it was really what changed was his posture in a fairly dramatic way that, in all honesty, was, it became a little bit of a surprise to us uh, as well, that he was so forward-leaning in his conversations with the delegation from uh, South Korea.
1: You know, a lot of this in foreign policy is so, you know, it reminds me of a scene from some Merchant Ivory movie where everybody's doing this uh, complicated dance in the court of King Henry the 13th or whatever the hell. And they're all used to the same dance moves. And that's the only way you can do the dance. And you have to have, as Jack said, months of preliminary meetings and, and and agreements. And then it gets higher and higher levels till the secretaries of state agree. And then the two world leaders show up. And they simply ratify the agreement that's already been done. And everybody hails it as a successful summit. And, and it's just it's a PR victory. Well, Trump, and, and who knows? Maybe he's wrong. But Trump is saying, no, let's not do that. Let's have the two of us get together, see where each other are. And and then maybe we go back to work for several more months And the foreign policy establishment is saying Oh no, no, if you're going to have a summit You must have an announcement out of the summit That's what summits are Well maybe not I saw some uh, former Bush people Some former Obama people talking about how reckless this is And the danger Hey, you guys accomplished freaking nothing Nothing in stopping North Korea From becoming a nuclear power that can threaten the world So what the hell? What difference does it make? What's the? I don't understand what the downside is. What's the risk? Explain to me the risk. Well, he might. Uh, they're picturing him making some sort of hasty, not thought-out uh, agreement that then we have to stand behind, and it's a strategic error.
5: Uh, well, how, go ahead. How about this? For it's not necessarily a risk, but the the downside could be that you are letting people know that if you want a meeting with the president. You just have to make in your own nuclear regime, kind of outside on the fringes of society sort of thing? I think thing. people
1: already know that. Yeah, I understand doing that anyway. I understand what you're saying, Sean. That is what the smart people think. But it's pretty clear to anybody with a brain that's the way it works now. Right. If you become a nuclear power, you get elevated to a certain level. That's the other thing I keep hearing the smart people say. This legitimizes him. He is legitimized. He's a nuclear power. He's got nuclear weapons and missiles that can reach the United States. You can pretend he's not, but he already is. (laughs) He's legitimized now. What does that mean? i got to invite him to my next cocktail party or what? What the hell are you talking about?
4: And as Armstrong and Giddy have mentioned, former NBA star Dennis Rodman, who's traveled several times to North Korea and is one of the few Americans to have ever met its leader, is praising the president for planning a summit with Kim Jong-un. Rodman saying, well done, President Trump, adding, Please send my regards to Marshal Kim
1: Jong Un and his family. Dennis Rodman has now accomplished more than Barack Obama had when Barack won the Nobel Prize. The Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Give him the give Rodman the prize. I I actually don't think anything's going to come out of this That will uh, change the fact that uh, uh, the craziest country in the world has nuclear weapons. But I don't see the downside of trying it. Because not doing this doesn't seem to be uh, doing any good. Hasn't done any good since I've been following this. Going back to the early Clinton days. Right. If there is a third swing and a miss at some sort of productive agreement, that will be progress in its own way. You know what I mean? Sure. Our illusions will have fallen away for good. Coming up,
4: must-see TV, Stormy does 60 Minutes. Anderson Cooper has taped an interview with porn actress Stormy Daniels, a.k.a. Stephanie uh, Stephanie Clifford. Stephanie? (laughs) I know. That's that's quite the porn star name. Leave the comedy to us, Marshall. (laughs) She alleged a sexual... Stiffen me. (laughs) She alleged a sexual relationship with Donald Trump and is now suing the president. The interview will air on 60 Minutes where uh, Cooper is a regular... But the exact air date is unknown. According to sources, though, it will air on a future episode. Oh, okay, as so as soon not... as they're
1: able to choke down the shame and air it. Well, yeah, right. 60 Minutes is going to have that troll upon it. It's like my mom called me and said, hey, Joe, I got some really good blow. This what? <laughs> don't go there, 60 Minutes. Yeah, if you're better than that. Yeah. They are. Unless I'm missing Word. something. Yeah. Unless I'm missing something in this story. The, the Stormy Daniels thing is beneath 60 Minutes. In my opinion, well,
4: the interview is being described as a big score for Anderson Cooper and 60
1: Minutes. Uh, so she's, she's a in- blackmailing professional fornicator. Come on! And she seems to be willing to talk to anybody who will listen. So I don't, I don't get it well she just she just did a humiliating and unsuccessful strip routine at some upstate New York club I mean literally anyone can get her including an empty club full of guys, like with two guys who don't want to see her naked that's her standard and 60 minutes says oh yeah yeah come on that's terrible <laughs> well, it's a long Joe, point 60 minutes check yourself
4: Joe her dance card is filling up she's got another a uh, couple of other high-end appearances is coming up soon. We are told on the East Coast. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips in the Armstrong and Getty Show, The Conscience of the Nation.
1: Wow! So they announced that they have the Stormy Daniels thing for sixty minutes, but not when it will air. What's going on there? Uh, maybe I'll, they're uh, they're trying desperately to edit into edit it into something that's not humiliating. I'll bet it never. I'll bet it never airs. no. no. Yeah, either way. Either way, as Dennis Rodman would say, either way. We're going to talk to Mike Lyons at 704. He's a military strategist and knows a lot about the geopolitics of the world. And, and we'll talk to him about uh, Trump and North Korea. My question is, and will be for Mike, what can the free world offer that's valuable enough to Kim that he would trade his nuclear program for it? Is it possible they're just Actually so out of money and resources That the sanctions have put him in a position Where they got no choice That's the one theory that I could buy Because at some point If he got no money, no reason, no nothing Right then what it, But yeah. nuclear weapons, what are you going to do? Right Anyway, more on that coming up in just a little bit And uh, did a, a fun event last night With with lots of craziness Maybe we'll hit on that a little yeah, bit In which Jack really offended an innocent young girl oh. Why, well, I hope not Uh, Stay tuned. Somebody offended her, though. There's no doubt about that. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: Armstrong and Getty.
1: The conscience of the nation. Line had a great time at News Views and Brews last night. Yeah, an event we did at a bar that sold out quickly. And if you weren't there, you were missed. Uh, I love the Crystal Surprise. That's the um, one of the stars of this last season of The Bachelor that ended uh, this past week. Would it be safe to say she was uh, the leading villain of this season? Or w- among them, she uh, yeah, she was the yeah. love to hate character. She was in the top three or four people, the top three people that probably emerged as stars from that store. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, love the crystal surprise. Have a much better opinion of the lady after seeing uh, what a good sport she was. Thanks for uh, for being there. And you know, she apparently didn't feel that way because she felt like she was humiliated and uh, was angry. So, more on that later. Yeah, nice job. Uh, um, nice which is nice unfortunate. To woman. Yeah, I-, I thought I was, was nice to her, too. Well, well apparently not. So, uh, back to mailbag. A uh, little bonus mailbag. We were talking a lot about, you know, immigration laws and, and uh, and, uh, illegals and voting and Libby Shaft, the mayor of Oakland and Jeff Sessions sued in California. A lot of that yesterday. Joe, uh, quotes, uh, Joe Go- Goebbels. Talking about telling a lie long enough so it becomes the truth. Open borders advocates decided long ago the best lie to spread about immigration law is that it is racist. You know, there have been racist or or, uh, bigoted aspects of immigration laws in the past. It's undeniable. Um, But the idea that we should not enforce any of our laws because to enforce them would be bigoted is ridiculous. You have to change the laws. And so the response to any accusation of racism as it applies to immigration law is what policy do you advocate? Well you're just you just don't like Mexican, but what policy would you advocate? What should we do to enforce immigration law? And usually there is no answer for that. Other than saying, you know, I believe there should be no borders anywhere. Okay. Well, you ride your unicorn over the rainbow to your dreamland and go live there. Ride your unicorn over your rainbow. Right. Exactly. Uh, Andy, with a thought-provoking uh, question about the rising water levels and the sinking land of the San Francisco Bay Area. Guys, if San Francisco does sink into the ocean, will the sidewalks finally be clean of human poo? And will the fish have herpes? I don't know. I don't know that, Andy. I am not a wildlife biologist. Somebody on the text line said, how much did 60 Minutes pay for Stormy Daniels? I'm pretty sure 60 Minutes doesn't pay people. And that part of their thing? And something tells me you could get her for like a, you know, right. a Coke and a tuna sandwich right. anyway. So. It's not much of a get. That's why I'm a little confused by it. Oh, you know what? Dang it. We were thinking about doing the uh, social justice warrior clip thing here. 17 I guess 717 oh, okay yeah we'll do it then we have we get, no choice if, if 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 you're not familiar with it it's well if you heard it yesterday you want to hear it again oh yeah I've heard it three times and I want to hear it a fourth it sounds like a parody. Of the whole weird anti-free speech movement that's going on in universities across the country. And there's an article in the New York Times yesterday where all fascists now by a liberal commentator saying it's just gone crazy and over the, over the, over the line. Right. Uh, but yeah, we'll get into that coming up. Yeah. You won't believe what some protesters were protesting. I mean, what they reacted to on a college campus. It is rendered parody impossible. But uh, Faggity Marty uh, wants to talk about that. He says he finds it ironic when discussing the existence of God, liberalism turns to science and rationalism. When confronted with their version of equality, they deny science and avoid it and rationalism at any cost. Well, you're going to hear some of that. And granted, it's the wackadoo fringe, but often the wackadoo fringe being the loudest voice carries uh, disproportionate weight in the discussion. Uh, who was it who said to us recently the, the craziest 15% at each that's, end? Of- that's Sean's thing. Right. Hi, Control the discussion. That's the Sean theory. Very nice. They're hijacking like Den- all of our conversations. Much as Dennis Rodman may lead us to peace on the Korean Peninsula, Positive Sean has led us to insight. Wow, that was an insult. Well done. What? It sounds what? Like an insult. Did I, did I accidentally insult Sean the way you accidentally insulted that poor girl <laughs> from The Bachelor? Sean, I wish you'd have been there. You read women well. You'd have known why she was mad, because I, I, I honestly do not know what she was upset about.
5: I would like to see a transcript of the questions, and I believe I could probably figure it out from you that. You
1: probably could. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to examine the transcript. Well, what was that boxer woman we had on? You didn't like the way I handled her. Uh, that, <laughs> that was <laughs> terrible. Terrible. It was, terrible. <laughs> it was a terrible. It was a low moment. I made Tanya Harding mad. I think I was in the right on that one. It, it, oh, wait, oh, wait. A pattern is emerging here. <laughs> If you oh that's right oh man we learned a new term for women that social justice warriors are using now um it's it's not woman you're supposed to say should we say this I don't I don't remember with the what V it was. word person with the V word word and not the vagina but the uh, M- 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 mulva well, right you're supposed to call
5: women that <laughs> yeah i think so you're supposed to re- ter- refer to women as a, a vulva person oh with a vulva i'll try that when i'm out at the bars this weekend I'll let yeah you know how good, right. goes. good
1: luck with it right right i caught you a delicious bass <laughs> right that, that's, that, that's that's you come on life. uh let's see oh the perfect line to break up with a woman are you gonna eat those tots uh, lazy Sunday fan. Uh, for any man 25 or older who isn't married or engaged to a woman who does not have a house and major assets, just say, I lost my job. The majority of women will want to break up immediately, though some may wait a week or three. Women want a provider. Show them you can't, even temporarily. They'll run. <laughs> Well, so instead of saying, you know, I just don't think this is going anywhere, I'm not feeling the magic, I I don't want to waste your time, I care (laughs) about you, blah, blah, no, just say, listen, I I lost my job, and I don't think I'm going to get a new one, ever. (laughs) The
5: beauty of this, though, is you still have your job. So you have to, like, pretend that you're just being super lazy. <laughs> you, have to, you might have and to just take a really week's ramp vacation. Yeah, yeah. Hey, aren't you even going to look for work? I don't know. That's ah, the eventually. old drive them away strategy. I've always wanted to try writing.
1: I might try and write a novel. Yeah, how do you write a novel? You got to, like, have a character or something. Are yeah, your, hit them with that. Wake up at 11 every big. day. Wake up at 11 every day, play a lot of video games. She'll leave you. I'm going to do a podcast about podcasts. (laughs) All right. Uh, Let's see. Oh, yeah. Do we have time for one more? One more. I I wish Marshall were in the room. He's not. But uh, Lena, with a a chilling tale of turkey terror, uh, does a a walk run, mile and a half in the neighborhood, a few days a week. Way to go. Keep busy. Keep active. Usually take my dog. Our neighborhood is swarming with turkeys couple of beautiful peacocks uh, run around with the turkeys as well. What are you living at a zoo? Um, <laughs> Anyway, this time of year, it is turkey love time. It's mating season for the turkeys. And they are, you know, i got to summarize because we don't have a lot of time, but they are very, very aggressive this time of year because they are all strutting around. It's hilarious to see. you got four or five big tom turkeys all puffing up their chest and fanning out their tail, and they're all kind of walking after the one hen turkey. It was like, oh, boy. And obviously, whichever one has the fanny's tail and the puffiest chest, she uh, goes ahead and lifts her feathers for them behind the bushes. That's the Disgusting. So they're they're they're, they're uh, yeah they they're feeling aggressive. They're feeling all like Jersey Shore rolled up sleeve, just worked out, got their pump on, getting extra manly. I'm going to be interested to see what Mike Lyon's opinion is of uh, Trump and Fathead getting together. I don't see a downside personally, but a lot of people are really upset about
3: this, really worried. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury.